0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call Your Hits, a Storm Riders Airsoft podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Jordan uh, again. He had so much fun the first time, he wanted to come back for more. So thanks again for joining us, uh, Jordan. So one of the questions we get asked in our comments um, quite often is some variation of, how do I start an Airsoft team? Or how do I find a team to join? Or, you know, how do I meet new players playing Airsoft that I can squad up with? And stuff like that. It's a pretty natural impulse, I think. You know, when we... When you play, like we always know it's always better to have other people with you on the field, right? It's better to have more than one gun pointed in the same direction, it generally is advantageous. And when you start playing, you really you really wanna have people there with you just in terms, not just of the effectiveness, but also fun. Like playing with people you know is more fun. And for many of us, we may go to an airsoft field without knowing anybody. I know that's the case uh, for Jordan and I know for myself, there was nobody else that I knew uh, when I started playing Airsoft. So it's not always clear-cut how you go about meeting new Airsoft players and how to join or start a team is uh, even a bit more challenging than that. And, how <clears throat> and as we discussed previously, Jordan is a pretty new player, you know, he started playing back in April, and we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about how he went about teaming up with a group of players, what he was looking for from a team, their overall approach, and how that compares to what you know, we did with the Storm Riders and what we still do today when we're trying to get new players to join the team and and so on. So let's get into it. I think the first place to start, Jordan, just you can just start off, I guess, by giving a shout out to your crew. That way they don't have to listen to the rest of the episode for their name to drop. They can just, just drop off right when you're done. All right, done.
1: so uh, the main guys that I play with are um, on the Apparators, which is probably going to not come across great on audio, but we're, it's a play on the word operator because everybody in Airsoft's always trying to be super tactical operator squad. So uh, our, yep, our patch yep. is pretty much just three pairs, like the food, like the fruit, three pairs with like big arms and muscles and guns wearing tactical gear with like a big cheesy explosion in the background. Um, and we love it. We feel like it is, it encapsulates who we are, uh, what we like to do. You know, we like to have fun, but we also like to be the guys out there that you can depend on to do stuff. Uh, so we've kind of adopted that. The guys that I play with all the time are Matt, Will, Kyle, and Jeff. And, uh, those guys are all awesome and uh i i would go to any field to play with those guys so shout out to the operators
0: that's sweet and i'll throw up uh, your logo in the uh, in the podcast on the youtube so people can see what it looks like so they can sort of contextualize all the weird
1: <laughs> stuff you just said oh, that would be awesome can't wait
0: so how how did you actually meet those guys like were they already a team at your local field or what was the deal
1: so the way that i met those guys um is actually the way that i've met almost all of the good people that I've like met through airsoft. And it's, I kind of just walk up to somebody that I feel like they know what they were doing and uh, started chatting. So Matt was the first one that I met and uh, it was at feel good farms. I walked up the first time I was ever playing there. It was like a super rainy Sunday. There wasn't many people there. I saw another guy that was wearing full multicam and he always giggles when I say this, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I thought you'd like you knew what you were doing. And uh, I just wanted to go up and chat with you and just say what's up. I had just got a new radio, so I needed I needed somebody to help me set it up. So <laughs> that was like the, ma- the <laughs> main goal of like going over and chatting with Matt was be like, hey, what's going on? And uh, do you have a radio? Let's uh, I wanted to know if I could, you know, use your radio frequency today to test it out, and see how it works. Um, after that, a couple of his friends showed up, um, Will being one of them, another guy on the team and his friend Bert. And Bert hasn't played with us in a long time. Uh, his job doesn't really allow him to be at the field often. So he's kind of with us in spirit for the apparitors. He's always there with us. Uh, and he has his own yeah. patch. He is like forever one of us. So I've only met Bert one time. Uh, he's awesome. He runs a really big heavy saw. And I thought that was so cool um, when I first met him. But <laughs> uh, Matt introduced me to his new friends. And he's like, hey, guys, this is Jordan. Uh, he's pretty new to Airsoft. So it's like one of his, I think it was like my fourth time playing or something like that maybe even my third time um and that was kind of how he introduced me and i i kind of felt like i saw will give me like a look like uh this new guy is going to be playing with us um but that was kind of like my goal i wanted to be in a group of people that i could learn from and i was mm-hmm. very lucky that i had don't have a lot of issues now with being super shy um i can just kind of walk up to anybody and just start chatting and uh now i kind of feel like I'm like a social butterfly at the field. I'm talking to everybody. I'm walking up to people I don't know on the way back to my car. I'm just like saying things to people while I'm passing by, you know, making comments about things. And I feel like it's kind of like a good thing to have at the field when you don't know anybody. Like yesterday I was playing today is Tuesday. No, today's Monday. So yes, um, yesterday when we were playing, um, there was a little, little, little kid, um, like three, three little kids and the dad at the back of their truck. And I was walking by, and the kids had their sweatshirts on and, like, backpacks and stuff like that. And I just kind of walked by. I was like, wow, such a nice day out today. can't wait to play. And they're all looking at me in, like, my full gear, like, oh, my God, look at this guy. And I wasn't, like, trying to show off or anything, but I just wanted to say hey to the kids. And uh, the dad was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get out there. And it was one of those dads that is clearly there just to be there for the kids. But he joined, he joins mm-hmm. in to play with them, too, to not leave them out alone on the field. Um, but I just find myself talking to Almost everybody. Um, so meeting Matt and meeting Will was purely by me just walking up and starting that conversation. I don't really think that's something that everybody can do. Um, and I guess I'll kind of go into that a bit. I I feel like being out on the field, sometimes it's really easy to feel like you're alone if you're not actively Definitely. trying to talk to people. Um, I mean...
0: And like you just said, like, it's not easy for everybody. Like, it doesn't necessarily come naturally. Even just the act of going up to a random person being like, hey, my name is Phil. What's your name? Is super strange for a lot of people. Like think about all the people that you may meet at the airsoft field and not even exchange your names with them. There's lots of people who I know from the field who I've talked to and have conversations with. I don't know who they are. The only, they might know who I am because other people will reference me. It's like, oh yeah, that's Phil or whatever. Uh, Or, hey, Phil, come over here. Or, hey, Phil, here's that mag you dropped or whatever. Um, But I don't necessarily know their name and I don't necessarily go around introducing myself being like, Hey, my name is Phil. What's your name? That just doing that is takes a lot of sort of courage for, for lots of people.
1: Yeah. And I I feel like for a lot of people, you know, if they are shy, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, being out there when you don't know anybody, especially if it's like one of your first times in the field, I always try to make a note of. Uh, when the marshal is at the beginning of the day, he's going through the safety briefing. He has everybody raise their hand if it's their first time playing at the field or their first time playing airsoft. Um, and he does it so that the people that have been there for a long time can, you know, bring these people out in the field, show them what they need to do. If they see them like in a corner, not knowing where they are, you know, have them tag along with them, you know, bring them somewhere.
0: That's a great practice. Absolutely and great. Practice. It's
1: really built the community into what it is there. It's like almost everybody that you talk to there is super, super friendly. And it's like you can't go wrong walking up to somebody. I mean, if you're like being weird about it, then yeah, maybe. But, you know, walking up to somebody chatting about something or looking over to the cover next to you and seeing some guy you've never talked to before. And you try to say something like, hey, cover me while we do this. Or what do you think we should do? I don't think I've ever been like turned away from those people. Yeah, They've always been like, "Yeah, totally. let's do this. Let's try this. Or, you know, we make a move together and it's like you just made a brand new friend like out there that you, you you know you didn't talk to them at all before and that's actually kind of what happened yesterday um i there was these two guys wearing all UCP um i actually know the third one that wears it with them normally he's actually he works at one of the shops that i go to all the time um he just wasn't there yesterday and these two guys were in UCP they were kind of chatting with me and stuff cuz you know when i got there i was like hey where's where's so and so i i didn't see him and they're like oh yeah he didn't end up coming today so like it kind of like broke the ice a bit i guess cuz they They chatted with me before we got out there. But those guys were backing me up the whole time. And I didn't have my normal friends there. My normal friends were at a Milson this weekend at Autumn Justice, which I heard was fantastic. And they had a great time. Um, So I was kind of out there by myself. And when I was by myself, I didn't feel like I wanted to be the loner on the outskirts doing my own thing. Because one, if I died out there, I didn't have anybody to revive me. And two, Mm -hmm. I wanted to practice being up close and personal having to move cover to cover. So I learned a lot yesterday just by working with these two people that I had literally never talked to before. Um, And they were like hundred percent backing me up out on the field. We were making tactical movements together, providing covering fire. Um, We had a lot of good plays and that stuff wouldn't have happened if I wasn't vocal about it. And if they weren't vocal to me back, because after that first game where we, we, just like destroyed, you know, we made a really good move mm-hmm. and we we put down some good fire. They were like, "All right, hey, where do you want to go this time?" Like they came to me after the game and they were asking, like, "All right, hey, where should we go? Where should we go?" Not like, "Where should I go? What do you think is a good spot?" They wanted to play with me. They wanted to go in yeah. the area that I was. So it it just became a point where it was I knew that these guys would be backing me up if I needed them to. I was just saying, "Hey, cover me on this, suppress that building," and I just went. And they were on it. It was. It was like I had teammates, even though I didn't know who they were. It was fantastic.
0: You had the mantle of leadership thrust upon you. <laughs> Take this. But but you know that's it's it's interesting because that's uh, oftentimes that's how it happens. You know, and when I think about how the Storm Riders nowadays will get people to join the team, is we play games with them. We have really good experiences, right? We we recognize that people are you know, competent or whatever you want to say, but most importantly, that they have sort of the attribute that's that mesh with us, which is to say that they're, you know, friendly people, they're outgoing, they are focused on making sure that their performance is where it needs to be, but that they're also perfectly willing to work with anybody. And so like we had Matt just join the team. Matt is a guy who's also a ref at the field. Sometimes he's perfectly capable of working with You know, the renters, the guys who are like 13, 14 years old, just playing their first airsoft game ever. And for us, that's really important because that's how we build community. And when you see that, when you have those interactions, when you are, you know, to your point, you're pushing a building and you've got this person and they're covering you and they're doing sort of what they're supposed to. They're thinking about the game the same way that you're thinking about it. Although I would say that Matt is way, his personal skills are way above mine, but that's another conversation. Um, Like. You see that, you're like, hey, I, I want to do more of that, right? I want, th- you know, this is an opportunity for us to do more of that. So in your position, you already have a team, but let's say you didn't have a team and you have these other two guys, maybe after that day, you're like, hey, do you guys want to squat up and roll together? Like, that's a legit thing that can happen.
1: Yeah, and and that's how it actually kind of works. So um, kind of looping back to the first question, when I met those guys, it wasn't like the first day I met them and they were like, hey, do you want to join our team? It was, mm-hmm. I, you know, I met Matt and Will, um, I met Bert, I got all of their phone numbers, you know, I just had them in my phone as Matt FGF, you know, because I didn't really know who they were. Um, and we just started saying, oh, hey, guys, it was a great game. Let's, uh, when are you guys going to be up there next time? And, you know, just started chatting with them. We just had a group chat going on. And really, it was just a bunch of guys that, I mean, they knew each other. They were friends prior to me. Um, but they were just two guys that I didn't know of before. And we just started socializing you know it was the outside airsoft talk about airsoft and like hey when are you going to be at the field next time that really started bringing us like together more cuz then it was like oh will's going to be at the field again let's swing by field good farms and play and um i've been playing with them for so long now that it's kind of weird when i go somewhere and at least one of them is not there it's like i totally. i can kind of depend on like oh hey if if will's doing something you know he's busy this weekend maybe matt will be up you know if if, and you know, this leads me into my next thing. If I had a friend that's in a different state, uh, speaking of Jeff, one of our other teammates that I met, if I'm going down to that state, maybe Jeff's available to play. You know, he's not always coming up to our field all the time, but there's another field that's a lot closer to him that I met him at that he's totally down to play at. So, you know, I feel like having somebody there with you, you know, even if it's not somebody that you know of, like when you get there, if you make that first friend, or even just make an acquaintance with somebody, it can make like that whole day totally different.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I'll add like the storm riders here in St. John's often end up playing against each other. We don't always play together, and part of the reason is you know if there's six of us who shows up who show up to a game, and let's say there's eighteen players that day, which for us is a pretty decent a pretty decent day. Having the six of us on one side is not something that that the refs are gonna wanna do all day, nor, are, nor is that gonna be fun for a lot of the players, um, either because they feel that it's gonna be unfair because we're gonna stomp them, which is actually not what happens in reality, people. That's not what happens. You have six dudes and they have 12. Those are not necessarily good odds. I don't care who oh, you yeah. are, right? Uh, I'll take them any single day of the week, but I'll take them because they're a challenge and my expectation is we are gonna lose. How are we gonna make the best of that situation? Um, that's doing me a favor because it making a harder game for me makes me a better player. But that doesn't necessarily mean that p- people want to do that. And if it's full of renters, then that's not fun for them either. And I'm not there to put my fun above everybody else's. I think we've talked about that uh, you know, on the podcast before. I want everyone to have a good time. So if they go, hey, so we're going to split you three and three. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Right? And so if it's just me and John and the ref goes, all right, John, you're on one side, Phil, you're on the other side, which has happened a lot. I'll happily shoot John or get shot by John most of the time., um, but just him being there makes for a fun. Game. Oh, exactly. because when I go back to the safe zone, we can sort of, um, we can commiserate, we can talk about, you know what uh, what went ra- what went right, what went wrong. Most importantly, I think it gives an opportunity to say, hey, so from your perspective, how did I play that? right? Which is a good growth tool, but that's a different sort of conversation. Just having other players there, even if they're not on your team, Makes a huge difference,
1: right? Oh, exactly. And I, like I said, I think that a, a large part of airsoft to me is, you know, I work from home. You know, I'm working. I'm not always talking to my teammates. By the by, teammates, I mean like the people that I work with, my employee friends. I'm not always talking to them, uh, the coworkers. I guess that's the proper term. <laughs> I'm not chatting with yes. them um, when I'm just hanging out, working. You know, I'm I'm working. So if I'm working from home five days a week. A lot of times I'm not getting a lot of outside socialization, you know, we're still not really going out to a lot of places. I'm not going out to eat. You know, I'm not going out with my friends to, you know, the mall and random places like that. It's, you know, I get my socialization through airsoft. So when I go out to the yeah. field and it's like, Oh, Hey, I saw these guys last week, or I'm talking to the Marshall cause I, you know, the Marshall's awesome. I'm always chatting with Tanner or I'm just seeing a friend that I haven't played with in you know, a couple of weeks. It's, it's always feels like it's, you know, you're coming back to something. You know, and I feel like yeah. being able to, even if you're nervous about it, being able to just start chatting with people, maybe not like before the game, but if you, it, you'd be amazed at how many times I haven't talked to anybody during like before the games and then I say something mid-game and we're chatting about like what we should do for the next move and we come off the field and we're chatting all the way back. You know, you're chatting as you walk mm-hmm. off the field because you made that, you broke the ice. And it's super easy to break the ice playing Airsoft because we're all just a bunch of people playing dress up out in the woods shooting each other with fake guns yeah. like it's we're all doing the same thing um you know I,
0: you're stuck behind the same wooden pallet yeah. you look at the other guy be like man this <laughs> yeah. sucks it's like yeah it does suck and you both get hit and you walk off you're like okay yeah, yeah that sucks. The,
1: the best ones are when it's yeah. like you can definitely be revived but it's kind of an iffy revive and the person's like medic yes that's what we have to say medic yes or medic no um and if you say medic yes it's the idea is that you're in a safe enough stuff to be grabbed you know they can come and grab you and revive right. you and everybody wants to be playing so it's like oh, maybe they can make it to me medic yes and then you're not sure and then they're like okay <laughs> and they just start running over to you and then they immediately die and then you just have to sit there next to your your new friend and be like i'm sorry dude <laughs> like, I i, I uh, yeah, just got so you killed bad. i just got you killed man i'm sorry you know it's I feel yeah. like airsoft wouldn't be a lot of fun if everybody took it super serious all the time. Um mm-hmm. you, you got to be able to have fun out there and just joke around and mess around, you know. Some of the funniest things Absolutely. are when you shoot, you shoot by a teammate or like somebody's running and they bump into somebody or they're like walking in front of you and they trip and somebody makes a comment. Like the funniest things happen when you're out on the field and I feel like if you ignore them it's you're you're wasting an opportunity, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, if you think back to the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago with Pat talking about how people get heated and stuff. Like, in a lot of situations, like if you didn't take yourself quite so seriously, didn't take the situation quite so seriously, maybe that wouldn't escalate escalated the way that it did. But that's beside the point. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. Like It's no secret meeting people, making friends at Airsoft is fun and it's something people will look to do. But I think there's a difference between meeting players and making friends at Airsoft and then having a team with those people right?
1: Oh, absolutely. So just before we get into this, uh, I just want to kind of loop back again, just to, just to introduce how I met, you know, cause we're talking about our teammates. So I had actually met Kyle. Um, I met Kyle, who's the newest member of our team when we were doing my first ever milsim op. Um, and he was actually playing as one of the opposing factions and they were playing like the local rebel militia team. And, uh, we were chatting with him before they were all wearing like traditional garb and stuff like that. And, uh, him and nine of the smash gannies is what they were called. Like, came in, oh they God. came and they ambushed us at a position way out in the end of the field. Um, and we had had to ruck all the way out there just us three, me, Matt, and Will were all the way out at the uh, the bastion, is what they called it. And we got ambushed by like nine smash gannies who just came out of the woodworks, six of which had like LMGs. We were just getting saw suppressed the whole time. Um, and kyle was one of the smash gannies and i just started seeing him around more and more and actually for a while he took a break playing airsoft and he just recently came back uh, to our camping night He was actually one of will's friends and he came camping with us and he's like yeah you know i i think i think you guys are awesome i think that we play very similarly and uh kyle was given his patch like the same day as we met him because most of us were already familiar nice. with him. Uh, Jeff was also there camping, so Jeff was, uh, he joined the team just before Kyle did, and I met Jeff at a different field. Um, I actually went on a very small day. It was a Friday morning game. It was like nine to six, I think. It was one of those, like, oh, it's the beginning of summer, let's start doing Friday games, because kids were out of school and stuff like that. Um, And I showed up, and it was like 14 people, and Jeff was there, and Jeff showed up a little bit late. He was like the only other guy that was wearing a helmet that, like, had some, like, type of cover. He he had the same headphones as me. That was the first thing I noticed. So I'm like, okay, this guy, he's got he's to kind of know what's up, right? And we, <laughs> we were playing a game, and there were so little people that we were doing a tower defense game, and there was two people in the tower. It was Jeff, and it was some guy with a saw. And we were just getting peppered by the guy with the saw. Jeff was throwing grenades and stuff. But I had actually flanked all the way around to behind where they spawned. And Jeff died, and... I shot him as he spawned and Jeff was like, yo, this is our spawn. What are you doing? And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I was just flanking. I had no idea. And he's, you know, he was, we got a little bit upset during that. And then I just kind of walked away. I took it like a 50 foot back step. And then after the game, Jeff came up to me. He's like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be like upset. I was just like, it was our spawn. And he's like, honestly, if I was in your position, I would have done the exact same thing. So I can't be <laughs> mad at you. And, uh me and Jeff, ever since then, we were just like, all right, let's just start playing. Uh, he's the big inspiration behind why I started scrimming my helmet, because I saw him do mm-hmm. it. And uh, Jeff is just like all the other guys. He's awesome, and he fits in super well. So shout-outs to all the guys again. So,
0: Well, I think that's a, that's a pretty good segue, though, because I think, like I was saying just before that, it's one thing to meet people and make friends at the field, but then having a team, it's a different dynamic. Like, people think, oh... Well, you have a team of people, so you're magically going to, like, I think that's the perception. It's like, if you have a team of people, you're magically going to be better. And that's just not the case. Like, yeah, sure. Having more people is great, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to gel and have the same style and work together and stuff. And so I think based on what you just said, like, I think you, you hit a really good point, which is when you're looking for people to be on a team with you, like they have to have share some commonalities, right. With you.
1: Oh, absolutely. So
0: what was that like? What was that like with you and you and the uh, operators? (laughs) So
1: all the guys, and I think I said this in um, the last episode that I was on with you, we are all outskirts flank players. You know, we're all the people that like to be where did I just get shot from? And it's us like 50 feet from an angle that you weren't expecting because we took like the 15 minute flank route or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I met them and I was still shaping the way that I played. So the first game that I ever played with them, I kind of started flanking more and it wasn't really something that I had done because I didn't have anybody to show me where we were going type of idea. And as soon as I started doing that with them, um, I realized I'm like, this is the play style that I want to do. This is what I want to be good at. Um, And. That's kind of just how we started doing our things. We would always be like, okay, where are we going? Are we going to be on the outskirts? Of course we are, because that's where we're going to be. <laughs> the people on the enemy team always started expecting us to be in um, in some places, which led to some pretty cool engagements. Because um, instead of walking down by the river where there's nobody, like nobody, there was like four people waiting for us to get like ambushed. That's always some cool stuff. Um, but I, I think a lot of it comes down to like communication. It was something that we didn't practice Uh, We kind of just started doing, you know, and it started off with me getting my radio. Um, The first day I met Matt and Will, I got into the radio frequency. I was still brand new, like literally the first day that I had my radio, I was trying to use it to talk to these guys. And I think communication as a whole is so important, not even just with your teammates, but with everybody on the field. You know, Airsoft is a social game. It's a team. It's a team game. You can't win that game by yourself. There's no way. You're not winning that game by yourself, you know, even if you're like, wow, I just killed eight people and I knocked down the barrel and we won the game. Yeah, you killed eight people, but who was distracting everybody while you were making those moves? Like if everybody on the enemy team was looking at you, there's no way you would have made it to the barrel. Like it was a combination of your teammates that helped you do this, Um, which is why I think talking is so important.
0: Totally. And I I think you're you're bang on about that, like individuals don't win, right? Teams win, right? One side wins, the other side loses. And it doesn't matter if you're the best player on that side, your side still wins, right? That's why like uh, we play like team deathmatch games sometimes and I'm hit in like the first minute. But then if my side wins, I'm like, yeah, we won. Even though I'm dead, I didn't win anything. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so I won. told, yeah, like we won. And that's super, super important. And when when it comes to teams as well, I think you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head around communication. Like, is that something you can really, practice for like you can sit at home doing a million ready ups but how are you going to practice comms with people like it it's not it's not the same thing it's something you have to be really really conscious of on the field and if it's difficult for you to talk to the people on your team to for them to understand you and whatever if it's as a result of just you, you know, not, not like a language barrier, but like, it's just maybe you're, you're using terms that you're not on the same page on or stuff like that. Like if none of that is working, like it takes a lot more effort. And to be honest, like that's communication is something that we still walk off the field every time. It's like, what could have gone better? Communication could have been better. We could have done a better job, right? Sometimes it's really bad and sometimes it's pretty okay, but it's always one of those things that as a team, like you need to, the better you are at it the more effective you're going to be right and this comes back to this idea of like just putting yourself in a squad with someone doesn't magically make you better like you need to have that collaborative cooperation and communication right to be able to do the things that you want to do on the field as a team so i'm curious now like so you're a brand new player ish right you have a a team of people who they're not brand new but like as a team working as a team is kind of brand new for you, if, if not just them as well. How does that shake out? Like, how do you start working on that as,
1: as a group? That's a really that's a really good question. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to kind of deciding if you guys are going to be a team, or even if it's just not being a team, it's just a group. You know, who, who wants to be the person that's calling the shots? Or do you want to have a person that's calling the shots? Do you want to have it be like a group decision? Which is what we've adopted. We don't have a, a leader to the team there's nobody that's Mm -hmm. like above we are all the same thing and actually we joked about it at the milsim that we went to whenever they were asked you know somebody came up and asked us who squad lead was because we were part of like a recon team uh anybody that they asked would just say i'm the squad lead they because that that was what it was there was no true squad lead we were all totally equal so a lot of times when we're out there um i'll be like hey guys what do you think about this and they'll be like yeah well what if we tried this instead and it's never like a oh that idea sucks. Let's do this. It's always, well, it let's give it a shot. You know, let's let's see what we can do this yeah, time. Totally. Um there's it's never like, all right, Matt is going to be the the end all be all. If I run this idea by and Matt doesn't like it, we're not doing it because Matt said so, you know. And I feel like at least for our team, I I can't speak for all teams, but for our team or any group, it's it really comes down to if you want to be told what to do. Hey, that's totally fine. If that's what you enjoy doing, if you like being a you know somebody that follows along with whatever their people are doing, by all means, go right ahead. Um, but if you are totally cool with you know taking lead and the people around you are cool with it, go ahead. But there's been times, and I know that I've heard you guys talk about it before, where there's people on the field that are like yelling and screaming and bossing people around and telling people people that they've never even talked to what to do. Um, And that's that just doesn't fly that that never flies. Yeah, I in the heat of battle, 100 percent agree in the heat of battle. Maybe like I need some cover fire or like somebody needs to come up and support me here. But you should never expect somebody to come and do something that you're like demanding. It's totally up to them. And I've seen people get like super upset at other people are on the team, or, you know, not uh, the team team, but, like, just the, the skirmish team, people get super upset because they're like, well, nobody was watching her back, and I told them to watch her back, and, like, if if they would have just listened to me, we would have won. It's like, dude, we probably would have still lost, and honestly, people don't want to listen to you when you're talking like that. So,
0: Yeah, it, totally.
1: If you have a group of people that want to get yelled at, I, I guess, if they're cool with it, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of it is just being friendly.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen and heard of teams that have like a rank structure or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I get enough of that, like, at my job, like I have a boss and my boss tells me what to do. And I do that thing. Uh, although she's great. Don't get me wrong. I have my boss is phenomenal. It but is. that's beside the point. She is still above me in the food chain. And what she tells me to do, I have to execute on. Uh, similarly, I'm sure in the military you have a boss you have your captain or your major colonel whatever or your sergeant or i'm not versed cal will hate me later but point is you have someone above you who tells you what to do and sets the expectation when you play airsoft that doesn't that doesn't have to exist and yeah maybe you want that for your immersion or maybe you're playing a milsim that does have a more structured chain of command where you have a co and an xo like sam was telling us about and like That's all fine. But for your team of guys who, or people, I should say, your team of people who you ostensibly want to be friendly with and have a good time with and be able to, you know, sit around and go for a drink or burger, hang out, have a good time, you know, help you move, whatever it is, why would you want a rank structure around that? Why would you want to have, quote unquote, authority over someone? To me, that's just complete nonsense, right? And, it- and for us on the Storm Riders, just to sort of clarify that, like, yes, my number is number one. And that has no particular reason, right? When Pat, Cal, and I started the team, I picked one. Pat picked two, and I think it's because his name starts with a W, and my last name starts with an E, and that was sort of it. And the cow was the youngest one, so it's like you're number three, whatever. And everyone else who's joined has just gotten the sequential number. But Matt's opinion, who just joined... His opinion is just as important as mine. Like when we talk about stuff, like when I'm, we're thinking about like content we want to make or we want to host an event or we want to do a training day or whatever, everybody's opinion is just as important as as mine and Chris's and, and whoever. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to listen to everybody's idea because sometimes people have bad ideas and I am not immune to that. I have terrible ideas all the time. We all do. Um and even on the on the airsoft field, especially, the people will look at me and go, hey, Phil, what do you think we should do? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think we should do? It's like, well, maybe we do this. I'm like, sounds great. Let's that happened it. to me
1: yesterday. Who cares? Yeah, that-
0: right? Yeah. And like some days, I don't want to be the one coming up with the ideas. there. And I mean, Pat and Cal will tell you, there have been lots of games where I've showed up and I was like, I don't want to think today. I have, my brain has the dumb. I can't think. Just you tell me where you want me to go and I will do the thing, right? And said the same thing to John. Like the less I think, the better Perfect. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, if you have a rank structure that requires you as the senior person to make those decisions all the time, like that might not be a whole lot of fun either, right? It's like mandatory fun. It's like, no, maybe not. It becomes a
1: responsibility at that point. Totally. Instead of just being like, oh hey guys, let's go out and let's go out and game. It's more like, all right, Jordan, you know, Phil, what are we doing this time? And then you have to. You you are the person that had to answer, and then if you're like, no, I you know, I, don't, I don't really care, then they're like, uh, okay, yeah. You know, and I feel like you can avoid that completely just by being more laid back about it. And you know, like you were mentioning, like Sam was saying, in MilSim's, sometimes that is literally not an option. if you, know, you have yeah, to you yeah, have to sure. follow the command structure in a lot of MilSim's, or it's like you're you're getting put on crap duty for the rest of the night. You're just pulling security the whole time, and that's never fun.
0: Yeah. And I think too, like if you're trying to join a team or make a team so that you have people to boss around, I think you're probably looking at it the wrong way too, just as a a Mm -hmm. bit of a side note. Like, yeah, you can get that from a milsim if you are in command of a squad or a platoon or a company or whatever. Uh, that's, that's certainly one thing, but in your day to day, like day to day airsoft skirmishes, like if you want to have a group of people who you can boss around, you're not approaching the problem in, in the right way, I would say.
1: No, absolutely. You know, and I have, i work with people, or not not work with people. I have teammates that are people that are, you know, higher ups at work. You know, they, they, they do do the bossing around at work. And we come to the field and it's like, hey, what do you want to do? And he's like, man, I do this all week. I don't really want to tell you what to do. Like, I, that's my job. I, I don't come here to do my job. Let's just play. And mm-hmm. that's totally, that's totally fine. You know, it's. It's nice when you can kind of just show up and just be like, oh, hey guys, what do you think is a good idea this round? And then a couple of people chime in we're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then you just roll with it. And if it sucks, it sucks. It's whatever. It's Airsoft, you die, you go back to spawn, you talk about what happened and you do it again.
0: Yeah, and as a bit of a side note too, like Airsoft can be a great, uh, a great exercise in leadership because people think that leadership is bossing people around and it really is not, right? It's really about having an idea of where you want to go Coming up with options and selecting the best options, and guess what? Many of the times, the the best option is not the one that the boss came up with. The people who do the work, the people who are uh, more experienced, they generally have the better ideas. So then, you as a leader, it's like that sounds like a great idea. Just do that thing. What do you need from me? Right? You can do that at work. I've led teams at work, and that's how I led. And I've had led teams on the airsoft field, and that's also how. It's not lazy. It's also understanding who has the right the right skill set and. As a consequence of having a team, I, I will also say, and I think I'm sure you've experienced this, different people on that team will have different skill sets. You will know, or get to know, I should say, what certain people are good at. If I need people to sneak around an objective, I'm not going to ask Pat. Pat is not the sneaky dude. He will admit it himself, right?
1: Uh, I'll admit it too. The guys will not ask me to be sneaky around something. They they call me uh, they call me Thunderfeet when I'm in the woods because I'm stepping on like every single <laughs> branch there is. Yeah.
0: And like, you get to learn that, you know, like Chris, not particularly a sneaky dude. Cal, he's pretty friggin' sneaky. Same thing with Shane, like really quiet dudes. That's great. So once you start understanding the the dynamic of your, of the people who you're playing with, you know, your, your team, your play group, whatever, you can then make even better decisions on the field. Cause you know, who can hold that corner with a saw better than Pat can? I'm going to say pretty much nobody, right? So in this particular fictional example, I'm cooking up in my head. I'm going to get him to do that, or I'm going to ask him to do that, I should say, because I'm not going to get him to do anything. But I'm going to be like, hey, Pat, you want to do that? And by virtue of the team relationship that we've built, he's going to do that thing. He's not going to even question it. He's like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Let's go, right? Or if he can't, he'll tell me, I can't do that because, right? I'm LOA or, you know, I'm at my limit of advance, which is what if we can't any further, we just say I'm LOA. So he's like, I'm LOA. It's like, okay, no problem. Let's figure something else out to do. That's that's that team dynamic, right? You don't really get that unless you're playing with people all the time.
1: I also think that kind of leads us into a good point. Um for certain teams, people will like take on like the full role of like oh, that's our squad gunner. That's our that's our guy with the the automatic weapon or hey, that's our DMR or that's our sniper team. Like people will go to that length where, you know, and if that's how their team works, that's totally fine, you know, but I know if I show up to the field and I have a new gun that I want to use, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm the squad, you know. I'm the squad CQB player. I can't run the DMR. That's my my teammates are relying on me. Like yeah. that sounds so lame to be you're doing really, that. You're
0: limiting yourself too.
1: Yeah, right? exactly. Totally. Like, Will and I I make fun of Will all the time. Not even make fun of him. I'm jealous of Will. He has a lot of cool toys. He's got a lot of cool guns and it's like he's got something new and shiny for me to play with every single time um he brings something out in the field. Um but he's Must got nice. a ton of Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got a ton of different guns. He's got um you know this awesome HPA titman that's you know it was a a, what's it called? It was a gas blowback titman at one point, so now it's HPA tapped and it's got a ton of recoil, but it's also like super strong DMR shooting at like 2.5 joules like on the field. So like he'll <laughs> run that thing, or he has like a, the Crytek P90 he just got. Um, that thing is awesome. Uh, it shoots like a laser. He's got all these cool toys. And if I was like, no, Will, we need a DMR today, dude. I'm sorry, you can't run that P90. Like that would be so lame. Mm-hmm. Like we're all out here to have fun you know if it wants to be a, a full squad of dmrs screw it you know we'll we'll all stay 100 feet away from the people i don't really care as long as we're doing what we want to do out on the field you know i feel like that's all that really matters
0: totally and like same thing for like uniform requirements and all this kind of stuff again for a milsim like whatever that's not what you're talking about when we started the storm riders um very stupidly I, I will point out it's like uh, multi-cam is our uniform bad choice because multi-cam sucks in newfoundland but that's different conversation but you know anyone who joined the team you are like you got to wear multi-cam so everyone had multi-cam and we're like you know the team gun is an is an m4 or an m4 platform right because we want to be able to swap mags aka phil shoots a lot and he wants to be able to use your mags at any given time come on Um, (laughs) give me your
1: mags oh man like your
0: mags mario once threw a mag i'm sure like clear 30 feet and i caught it and put it in my gun like best mag catch i ever had anyways point is like that's how we rolled initially and over time especially like when a few different people uh joined the team like stefan for example um i love stefan we have a really really good relationship he's the first guy who i met who was like yeah i'll play but i also i want to do different stuff like i want to use he had a rubber knife and i hated him for it for so long but like (laughs) He was like, I want to carry it. Like, I just, that's my style. It's what I want to do. He doesn't run sights on his gun. That's that's his style. And then after a while, I came to realize, I was like, why are we pigeonholing people? Like, you don't want to wear multicam or now we're wearing Woodland. It's like, well, I would like you to have Woodland and I would like you to have an M4 gun for if we ever play a a quote unquote important game where we are all together as a team because that does help our effectiveness. And when we show up to the field, uh, it makes us seem like a team, which is what we want to want to do right absolutely but if i'm like oh yeah you can't join the team if you don't have an m4 and you can't join the team if you don't wear woodland well i don't i don't know if matt has an m4 and he definitely doesn't have any woodland and that's okay because i don't care what gear he has what i want is i want a player who i can hang out with have a good time with who has the same motivation and drives that i do or you know within that sort of same wheelhouse same thing with josh i mean josh is a a new player he's got a couple m4s dude does not have woodland don't care i really don't and If I were to start pushing that, what do you think the response would be, right? If I turned around to those guys, be like, all right, it's been a while now. You need to get woodland. You need an M4. Get on that.
1: Yeah, come on, guys.
0: That's not really a cool, it's not a good vibe, right? I'm not going for that. Like, that's not fun. If you want to do that, don't get me wrong. But like, why should I force anybody or why should anybody feel forced to do it, Right.
1: Yeah no, and you know when I was actually watching some of the earlier Storm Riders videos I remember seeing all of you guys wearing multicam and I think you had a, an older video talking about like starting a new team and stuff like that and I, I I don't remember how long ago this was but I thought you had mentioned something about like oh well you know when you guys are all wearing the same uniform it makes you look more put together like and which definitely makes sense you see a bunch of guys running up to the field all wearing the same thing it's like whoa you know, those those guys, I don't want to run into them out in the woods, or conversely, maybe I do really want to run into them out in the woods because it'll be a, a fun fight. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I always mess around with my guys because I say that, I you know, half the fun for me of Airsoft is playing dress-up. It's putting on totally. different clothes and going out and wearing whatever. And um, Will is always saying to me, like, man, why are you wearing, like, arid pants in the Northeast? And I'm like, dude, because I love these pants and I think they look awesome, and I look like dead leaves with these things on. Like, yeah, I don't look like the tree, but, you know, I feel I feel like I'm effective. I like the way I look. And if I like the way I look and what I'm doing out in the field, then, you know, that's all that matters. So, I you know, we always give each other crap about, like, new camo and stuff. And Matt saw us all wearing Ranger Green the other day, and he's like, man, seeing you guys all wearing Ranger Green makes me really want to get, like, a solid green uniform. It's like, hey, man. Do it. I'm not going to like, we're not going to be like, you got to do it. Like our team uniform right now is Woodland Tops with right now it's Multicam Arid Pants. That's like the the skirmish look that we wanted to do if we wanted to play dress up and all match each other. But I'm the only one on the team with Multicam Arid Pants so far. It's just right. me. The other guys have said, oh, yeah, I'm going to be getting them soon. But I'm not like, come on, guys, you got to get them. Like, I love the way I look. I play dress up every single time I go out and play. You know, I'm wearing I wore a desert top last weekend. I'm in the Northeast. It actually was pretty effective because a lot of it's like bark mulch and stuff on the ground. But like half the fun for me is just doing whatever you want. So if if I was out there and it's like, oh, hey, new team. And that's actually one of the first teams I met, I came into contact with. We're like, yeah, so multicam and MarPad are our patterns. That's what we wear. And I'm like, well, I have both of those. So that's cool. But I'm like in my head, I'm like, well, what if I want to wear anything else? And it's a day that you guys decided to wear Marpat and I really don't want to wear Marpat. Are you guys going to like give me crap for it? Like, that's just what I was saying in my head. And it, it kind of set this thing in my head, like, unless it's a milsim where you have to wear a specified uniform and you guys all have the same uniform or you're willing to get it. Who cares, man? Like it, it really doesn't matter what you're wearing out in the field as long as you're having fun. So.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of new players need to hear that more. Like, this is something we do for fun. Like you shouldn't let other people tell you how to have that fun. Now, again, if you're trying to have a team and you want to have that, because I do I do sincerely believe what I said back in however long that was we talked about teams, like there is an intimidation factor, absolutely. You see a bunch of guys dressed the same, showing up at the field, immediately you're thinking, oh my God, like these guys know what they're talking about. Or if they're the on your patches. side, same patches, everything, right? Like you're like, whoa, okay, these guys are serious. And if they're on your team, that's a confidence booster because now you know if I'm rolling with those guys, I'm rolling with the big guns. Even if it's not true, it doesn't matter, right? That's their first thought. It's confidence booster. Or on the other side, you have people who have their confidence shaken potentially, depending because they're like, oh my God, these guys are coming after us. This is going to be bad, right? Um, But all this to say that just because you are joining a team doesn't mean you have to look at that. And if the team is saying, oh, well, we have to do this, well, maybe you don't. Right. First you, thing, you don't have. To, you
1: definitely you don't. You definitely yeah. don't. Right. You don't have to join that team.
0: Yeah. And if they want you bad enough, because maybe you're the best player they've ever seen, you're the Wayne Gretzky of airsoft, and they're like, we have to have you. Okay. Well then, yeah, but you have to, you have to accept the fact that I might not want to wear your same camo all the time. Right. Look at John. John has an M4, but the, the man has more camo patterns than like me and Cal put together. And he's got his M4, but he's also got his Tommy gun and his Sten and he's got his, you know, uh, FNFAL. Now he's got an AK with a dong grip on it and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) And he's liable to use any of those at any given times. What do I care? Right? It would be nice to be able to swap mags with him, but don't have to. We had training the other day, um, for the video that we're gonna put out. And I said to the guys, I'm like, hey guys, just make sure you're wearing your your, your woodland because we are recording. But John was like, I'm using my AK because I wanna train with it. And I was like, okay, cool, do it, who cares, right? Like, what, what, what goodwill are you buying by being like, no, you can't do that, right? Yeah, you can't exactly. have fun the way you want to.
1: And I will say that like a certain aspect of it when it comes to guns using compatible guns and compatible mags, a certain aspect of that comes down to yes, that is super useful when you're playing in a MILSIM, something that you have limited ammo and it yeah. matters if you you know, you have six mags and you've been in in the crap for 30 minutes and just taking fire from all angles and you're running low on ammo, it'd be nice to be like, Hey, hey Matt, can I borrow an M4 mag? And you can use it. But yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't think about it in a skirmish like, all right, guys, let's all run our M4s unless we're trying to, you know, play dress up the same way that day. Like, I don't care. I'm not asking my buddies for, all right, guys, like, I need you to have two mags on your back at all times so that I can grab them if I need to reload. Like, it's it's those types of things that, you know, and I've heard people talking about it on the field when they, they show up. They're like, okay, well, we only wear multicam black. That's all we wear. Or, you know, we only wear multicam. If, you, if you're going to join us, you know, we're always wearing multicam. You know, yeah. Everybody wears multicam, man. First of all, pick pick something else. Like, yeah. pick, pick pick something different, because everybody wears multicam now. Um, but like, it, it those requirements, I feel like turn a lot of people off, and it makes it it makes them feel like I need to have x amount of gear to be good, or for people to think that I'm good. And I'm a a true example of that. I came in with all of my stuff without ever playing a game, and I I mean, I like to think I was amazing but i'm sure i was crap <laughs> i know yeah. i was crap when i first started playing so like these kids you still are don't even worry up. about it oh, yeah, yeah i'll always be i'll always be mediocre um but some of these kids will show up and you know they're super intimidated by me because i have all this camo on. i have this big bush on my head and they're like oh my god look at this guy and i could see them look at me when we're like in the middle of a fight sometimes being like oh my god but i'm just like you man i'm just out there to play the game to shoot and get shot you know, and to have a laugh about it. So I don't care if you're rental number four wearing a sweatshirt and jeans or if you're fully geared up Milsim guy rocking the full multi-cam Gucci gear. Like, it, it doesn't matter. We're, at the end of the day, airsoft is a game. We're all just out there to have fun.
0: Totally, totally. And, you know, that the same exact concept applies to a team, right? You see guys rolling on the field and, like, if they're having a good time and you, they seem like they're having fun in the way that you want to have fun, well, then you should be talking to them and being like, hey, so... What do you do? And we have we've had lots of people come to us, be like, "Hey, are you guys like taking new members?" And we're like, "Well, not especially right now, like because you don't have fun the way that we want to have fun, right? You what we think is interesting is not what you think is interesting based on the way that we've played on the field, and that's just that's the reality. It has to, you know, you can't force it, right? And well, we've had people, you know, not very many people, but we have people leave the, leave the team, and that's okay too, right? If if you're in a position where you're currently on a team and you're thinking well, how do, do I need to do this? Like, how do, what do I do? It's like, well, if it's not working for you, you should be able to be like, you know what guys this is really not working for me and you should feel okay moving away. And I know it's, it's hard to do. Like, as I say, breaking up is hard to do, but like at the end of the day, you're supposed to be having fun. And if it's not working for you, then, you know, you got to find another way to have your fun, right?
1: And you make a really good point that I think is another thing that you mentioned in an older video. Um, when you're trying to make a team, you got to play with those people. Before you just decide, like, yeah, you may have had a great day with all these guys, but if you don't know who they are, you know, you haven't actually chatted with them outside of it. My teammates are not my teammates because I think they're the greatest players ever and we're going to win every game we play. My teammates are my teammates because they're all guys that I can just hang out with, you know, shoot, shoot it every single day, just hanging out for 12 hours before a game. You know, it doesn't matter what we're doing. I will enjoy my time when I'm with those guys. So... If you just are taking every good player, everybody that you think is good on the field, like you don't even know their, their, uh, what's it called? Their attitudes. You don't know if their personalities will mesh with your team, if they want the same thing out of the game that you do. Maybe they're super serious about wanting to win at all costs, no matter what. Maybe they're a cheater. Maybe they're somebody that doesn't call their hits or they overshoot or they get super mad out on the field and they start yelling and screaming and throwing stuff. And you don't know this until you've, you know, unless you're going off of good faith from what your friend said, you don't know until you played with this person. You know, it's something that they say when you go to move in with somebody, right? If you, you don't really know that person until you're living with them because totally you see everything when you're living with that person. So it's like the same thing with the teammate. You don't really know them until you're there all the time.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's compounded too, because when you have a team and I remember saying this in the video their reputation becomes your reputation. So Absolutely. if you have someone on your team who's cheating all the time, then guess what? You have a team of cheaters.
1: You are the right? cheaters. Your whole team. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys cheat.
0: You know, exactly. Or if you're flipping out, if someone on your team flips out against someone, that's your whole team. You guys are assholes now. Right? And so you really, like, I, I often think about it. It's like, hey, so would I invite this person into my home? Would I invite this individual into my home to have to hang out and have a you know have a beer or drink or whatever and if i don't if i barely know them then no well then why would i have them on my team like we used to we haven't had it in a while but we'd have like christmas dinners for the team right where you know the most of us would get like dressed up and we'd bring our spouses you know our um our girlfriends or wives or you know boyfriends whatever and that would be That would be fine like we would hang out we play cards against humanity we you know have a few drinks have some food etc and we would have a great time if you can't do that if you don't feel comfortable doing that with your teammates that i mean for, for my money is not really a road you should go down right you should feel comfortable enough with these people and if you've never played with them if you only know them by their reputation on the field but you've never had a conversation with them about just random stuff maybe you need to spend a bit more time understanding that individual before you're like hey let's squad up or let's become a team right let's let's do that cuz again do you would you stake your reputation on this other person?
1: Well right? and absolutely. And it comes down to like are your teammates are they your teammates if they're not your friends? Like They have to be your friends. I I couldn't be out there with a bunch of people who I was just like, oh, yeah, they're super great. I'm going to put them on my team because I wouldn't be able to talk with them every single day. You know, shooting messages back and forth in the group chat. I annoy my friends while they're at work all the time because I have the privilege of working from home. So Mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, sending text messages and doing whatever. And uh, I couldn't just do that with anybody from the field. It's it's not something I do. So it's like, do you want those people that couldn't be your friends that you wouldn't feel comfortable with? You know, like you said, inviting them into your home, being around you. Do you really want them to become a permanent like fixture of like, hey, these are that that guy is part of that team. So all those guys are now cheaters or all those guys are now people that get super mad. You know, teams get banned. Full teams will get banned from fields because of the actions of one person.
0: So absolutely.
1: Like you said, you know, when you put that person on your team, they are now, you know, that is your image. You're putting out there, so you better like those guys. You better like them a lot before you. You gotta give trust them. them yeah, right? exactly. Yeah,
0: totally, absolutely. Well, listen, Jordan, this was a really great conversation. I think people have to. I, I think there's a lot to think about, you know, before you're joining up teams and stuff. But on the flip side, I think as well, and I think this is your story. When you know, you know, right? You meet people who really jive, then and you're if you're that fortunate, you should jump on that opportunity, right? And I think the uh, you and the the story of you and the operators. Is uh it is definitely a pretty a pretty good one, I would say.
1: Well, thank you, Phil. I, I appreciate it, man. And you know, I I a lot of it I took from when you were talking with all your guys, you know, all the storm riders saying how you guys are just friends. And I think we had to chat a bio back saying, yeah, you know, I I've known them for years. It's just people that I can chat with. You you talk to them about everything. And that's kind of what these guys are. You know, it's just a yeah. bunch of people and it's not just airsoft, you know. we we do talk about mostly airsoft, but we give each other crap we're making fun of each other. We show up at the field and, you know, I I make fun of my friends for showing up early all the time or forgetting stuff. Like it's, we're friends. That's, that's what it comes down to. You know, we're just a bunch of friends hanging out and having a good time. So thank you so much for having me on again, Phil. I really appreciate it. And uh, it was a great chat, man.
0: It's always a pleasure, man. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want to be part of the conversation, the link to join the discord is in the description. But uh, until we see you there, um, that's all we got for you this week. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.